Sherman for a deposition at 9.30 Eastern. All right, we'll see how that goes. Andre Brower died 61. I don't normally note celebrity deaths. I do sometimes, I guess, if it's somebody that I really like and really was one of my favorite actors. 61, they say it was a short illness. I, I don't believe there's been any report as to uh, what that illness was. I, I, I don't know why I forget because it was one of his most well-known roles and really what propelled him into stardom in glory. Uh, of course, I remember him in it. I remember his character in it. I mean, some of the greatest um, exchanges, I, I think, uh, in film uh, were between his character and Matthew Broderick's character and Carrie L's character. Uh, just, I just think that's a fantastic film anyhow. Uh, I always just think of him from Homicide Life on the Street. I don't know why. That is my go-to in my mind. Though, increasingly, the girl child is just, at this moment, when her she just cannot watch enough of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She <laughs> loves that. She loves any cop show. She is really, really into cop shows. She's watched uh, The Rookie. I don't know how many times that on. I don't know where she streams it from. Um, uh, she was watching 911 for a period of time. She she just there's something about cop shows that she just really likes. She even joked, maybe maybe I want to be a cop. And I've tried to. I said, if you like um, Andre Brower, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I said you need to watch Homicide. Because I believe Peacock streams that now. For the longest time, people who were fan with all of these older shows were streaming. One of them that wasn't streaming was Homicide: Life on the Street, and it's because it used in the episodes um, so many copyrighted songs that there were cost issues. the The amount of cost to streaming those shows with copyrighted songs within them uh, was prohibitive for the longest time. And I, I, I believe, though, now it is streaming on Peacock because I mentioned it to her and she said, oh, I think it's streaming on Peacock. Do you even know, do you know, Sarah, who uh, Andre Brower is? I do, actually. <clears throat> yeah. He was also in The the Mist. That's right. He, mm -hmm. was, he was in that. He was the neighbor. That. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that he was the jerk neighbor guy. Mm -hmm. I completely forgot he was in that. Um, and I, I guess he was on a, a, a revamp or uh, Kojak came back around 89 or 90. And I think that was one of maybe that was his first television um series that he was in i i didn't know that until i saw it noted in a couple of other stories i didn't i i saw this last night but i didn't i think the girl child was asleep so i didn't tell her i'm sure she'll be sad though i suspect she'll find out because i think she's probably in a number of different social media groups of surrounding brooklyn 99 if you watch ever watch brooklyn 99 i don't think so it, it's a comedy it's a pretty good show of course like i said Andre Brower is in it, and so I'll watch anything with him in it. She she watches it right now all the time. I mean, she's just going through. And I mentioned this yesterday, and somebody said, weren't there only three seasons? But I think there were eight or nine I saw in one of the the um, stories about his passing. But, yeah, 61 years old. If you've not seen Glory, have you seen Glory? Uh, I don't think oh, so. Oh, that is just such a great movie. Uh, I'm sure... There are probably some historical liberties taken to some degree, um, but 
it's it's pro- I'm not a huge Matthew Broderick fan. Loved him in that. Carrie Ells was great in that. Again, uh, Andre Brower, was, um, Morgan Freeman, Denzel Washington. The, I mean, these are some of the people in it. Such a great, great film. I'll I rec- have to watch yeah, that. yeah. It's I on Pluto watch- TV for free. There, there was a period of time, if I remember right, I want to say I was, well, wait, what year did it come out? Um, 1989. Okay. So I want to say I was a freshman and they, they made a, a version for schools that was distributed um, that, that you could show in school. Not that the unedited version is anything over the top but i, I don't know violence and, and i don't know maybe some language uh, i just it's it seems like i recall that happening when i was in school but anyway if you've not seen glory um i recommend it i think it's a really it's got a phenomenal soundtrack as well or all right so coming up all right well we are i, I do have hunter biden stuff um on the way but Yet again, another man who identifies as a woman. They really love to destroy women in cycling. This is one of the sports that men who don't do very well competing against their own gender, they they just, it seems like cycling almost daily. uh, There is some story, whether it's here or internationally, of women losing out. And here's another one. A man who identifies as a woman took home first place in women's single speed at the 2023 USA Cycling Cyclocross National Championship. Despite competing as a man in men's races earlier this year, Kyle Smith, who decided to start calling him his name Kylie, went real far on that one, was allowed to compete as a woman in subsequent cycling competitions. He had been completing, or competing rather, in the male division, as late as April of this year. Came in 44th place last season in the CX Male Senior 18-22 division per Redux. But on December 8th, Small competed as a woman at the USA Cyclecross National Championship in Louisville, Kentucky, taking gold in the women's single-speed division with a time of 38 minutes and 19 seconds. The fastest female in the race was Jennifer Malik, who was awarded second place. The results of the race led the International Council on Women's Sports to condemn USA Cycling for continuing to allow men to compete against women. While we are still told in this country by the left that women need to keep their mouths shut and learn how to lose gracefully. This is the new line that women need to know how to be ladies. See? If you are really a lady, you will do what a lady is supposed to do. I remember years ago when someone referenced, I want to say it was Claire McCaskill or somebody, or there was some play off of a Democrat woman who was accused of not being ladylike or or it was something along those lines. And they really played off that. They really bragging that they weren't the stereotypical lady. And it was a whole point of how, you know, supposedly conservatives and Republicans want women to act a certain way. And they are supposed to be ladylike. 
and and breaking through that and i'm proud i'm not ladylike as you know and and just look how far things have come today you have the left democrats telling ladies you need to be ladies and learn how to lose gracefully to men there was actually and i want to share this story coming up we're going to get the news a a a race recently and two men were allowed to compete as women they got first and second place the third place winner which was a female said that oh well they make our sport better riley Gaines has some words on that and i want to give you a perspective on it as well because as i'm we're watching some girls do what they're told is is what's happening here we're the 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 democrats are having a degree of success with some women who are being obedient and they are doing as they're told and it i I don't know it gave me these glimpses of what you used to find in magazines well before my era on how to be a good woman and it was generally based off this premise of whatever a man wants and complying with that and we're right back there again if you listen to some of these people on the left let's get a news update Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. A man is in critical condition this morning after he was run over outside of a bar Tuesday night. Police tell Color 10 the incident took place outside the dive bar on Division Street in Springfield. The man who was run over is still in critical condition. Police are looking for two suspects who robbed the Lucky 7 video gaming house in Springfield on Tuesday. Now neighboring businesses in the Plaza Shopping Center on Glenstone have been voicing concerns about crime for months and asking the city to do more. The owner of the Rage Room, just two doors down from Lucky 7, says the news of the robbery worries him. Springfield police used to have a directed patrol effort paying officers overtime to patrol the area. That effort has ended, but police say they are, quote, actively working with businesses and property owners to address their concerns. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10. Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, partly sunny today with a high of 54. Clear 34 tonight, sunny tomorrow with a high of 57. Streaming live, uh, Facebook. Search 1041 Nick Reed. You can watch the show live. That thanks to Springfield Raps. They designed the studio you can see there. Do a really great job. Wraps, vehicles, walls, countertops. Maybe animals. I don't know. I'm not sure how far they can go with that. We have first responders breakfast at Scramblers this Friday. We'd love for you to come out if you're a first responder. You're going to get free breakfast. That thanks to Barker's Frame and Collision and Pyramid Roofing Company. And, of course, Scramblers, 6A to 9A. So here, once again, we have women, girls, women, sometimes it's girls, sometimes it's women, losing out to men who do not succeed in the male category, and so they are allowed to then compete against women. This time it was a cyclist by the name of Kyle Smith, and he was, as as recently as this year, competing as a man, Back in April, he came in 44th place in a race, decided don't, you know, instead of being Kyle, he'd be Kylie, and that allowed him to compete 
in the women's single speed at the 2023 USA Cycling Cyclocross National Championship. First place took home the gold. There was a recent race in which similar situation happened, and the first place girl was relegated to, I think she was a woman, um, age-wise. She was relegated to third place because two men who decided to say they were women got first and second place. Teresa Johnson, Evelyn Williamson, that's what the men call themselves, finished first and second, knocking Kristen Chalmers down to the lowest spot on the podium. A picture of the three standing together during the award ceremony went viral, showing a towering man standing in the first place position. This was a cycling race in Illinois. Gaines responded by offering to cover the prize money for any woman who would refuse to compete under such circumstances. Chalmers wasn't interested, though, and said she signed a letter of support for the men. Isn't she a good girl? See, she knows her place. She claimed that they are the marginalized ones and that, quote, most vulnerable within our community. Oh, well, clearly. This, again, is the redefining of victimhood. If you notice, the people that we're told are the most marginalized are the ones that have the parades thrown for them, are the ones that have celebrations thrown just because of, quote, who they are. They get a month for themselves. They get praise. They get If anything doesn't go their way, uh, it is because of their, there's ex- because their marginalized status. There's excuses for everything. If one of them shifts from a privileged person into a marginalized status, they get on the covers of magazines. Uh, it, it, it's you know, only in an upside down country. When you look at the treatment, the people that were told are marginalized or the victims are the ones that actually get all the benefits. And so here you have a woman, and this is what the left is doing to some women. Who is told by two men, we're going to compete against you. Knocks her from, she, she was the winner. But she was knocked down to third. She was the winner in terms of women. And the left has her so brainwashed, she thinks they're the victims, the two guys. When you look at what the left has done and what they're attempting to do, and in some instances they have done to women, in terms of, of women need to behave in a way that is not offensive to men. Because that's what this ultimately is. This is what Riley Gaines faced. This is what so many of those other swimmers in particular have faced. When, when they fight back, they are told that they need to behave in a way that makes the man feel safe. They need to behave in a way that the, makes the man feel accommodated. And it reminded me of, and you can find these anywhere. This is uh, from a a site that highlights vintage publications and, and other vintage things. How to be a good wife in the 1950s. 
and among other things, you know, greet your man with a warm smile, show sincerity in your desire to please him. Listen to him. You may have a dozen important things to tell him, but the moment of his arrival is not your time. Let him talk first. Remember, his topic of conversation are more important than yours. You see how how in line this is from what women are being told today when it comes to men who want to compete against them or use restrooms with them or shower with them? It is default to the man. One of the other instructions to women about how to be a good wife or good girlfriend, how to please the husband from the 1950s, this was actually, let's see, what was this in? Housekeeping Monthly. Make the evening his. You know, like make the race his. Make the swim meet his. Make the locker room his. Never complain if he comes home late or goes out to dinner or other places of entertainment without you. Instead, try to understand his world of strain and pressure and his very real need to be at home and relax. See, it's all about the woman. You need to understand what they're going through. You need to respect him. The stresses in his life. Your goal as a woman. I swear, this could be word for word what women are told when it comes to men who want to compete against them or share locker rooms with them. Try to make sure your home is a place of peace, order, and tranquility where your husband can renew himself in body and spirit. Don't greet him with complaints and problems. You know, don't complain. Just be quiet. Make him feel valued. Don't complain if he's late home for dinner or even if he stays out all night. Count this as minor compared to what he may be going through. Make him comfortable. Have him lean back in a comfortable chair. Have him lie down in the bedroom. Have a cool or warm drink ready for him. Don't ask him questions about his actions or question his judgment or integrity. Remember, he is the master of the house and as such will always exercise his free will with fairness and truthfulness. You have no right to question him. This was actual, this, this was in Housekeeping Monthly telling women how to behave around men, specifically their husbands in order to be a good wife. A good wife always knows her place. Those of you, you really do. I know most of you women listen. You know this. You're strong, independent women. You get it. But if there's just just any of you women out there who, who are falling into this trap, of being told that when a man wants to compete against you, it's your job to make him comfortable. It's your job to make him feel welcome. You need to understand that you should not complain because you don't know what he's been going through. It's probably much worse. It's probably very minor compared to what your stressors are. The things that the left... And, that it, and it is the Democrat Party that's pushing this. 
are instructing women to do when it comes to men competing against them is taken straight from the 1950s and telling women how to treat men in order to be good housewives. And I, I, I just, particularly the region that this is just, it just smacks of craziness, is that you have women on the left who fancy themselves as being the enemies of such instruction, yet they are the ones out there promoting this. Wake up. You are that person from the 50s telling women how they need to behave in order to make men comfortable. And for those who say, well, it's not about women making men comfortable. It's just about making transgenders comfortable. Why is it always the women who are the ones that are the victims? When have you heard a story about men losing scholarships to women competing as men or men feeling uncomfortable in locker rooms because women who identify as men want to shower with them? It doesn't happen. It's always the woman. Who is being told, honey, you need to understand. You don't know what they've gone through. You need, your job is to make that locker room a safe space for him. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. All right, we've got first responders breakfast coming up this Friday. That. Thanks to Pyramid Roofing Company, Barker's Frame and Collision, and Scramblers. I've, I had somebody, I'll address this because they texted in saying, was well, this for veterans too? No, that's a separate one. We do these We do these separate because if you've ever been to one of the Breakfast for Veterans, you know it's very, very crowded. So uh, you know, we just thought we don't need to make that even more crowded. Then you get diminished you know, ability to take care of everyone. And so we have these separate. So what happens is this Friday, it is for first responders that we have the breakfast. Um, of, of course, everyone's welcome to just come have breakfast. But in terms of purchasing breakfast, thanks to Barker's Frame and Collision and Pyramid Roofing Company and Scramblers, this Friday is first responders. First alert forecast sponsored by Wolfpack Cleaners, your residential and commercial cleaning professionals from Color 10. Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Partly sunny today, high of 54. Clear 34 tonight, sunshine 57 tomorrow, Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, as we move into winter and maybe you're worried about your roof, you don't have to wait until springtime to get it checked out. And that's kind of a common misconception is that you have to wait for spring or even summer for your roofing needs, but that is not always the case. So if you want to have a little peace of mind as we do move into that cooler weather, give Josh and the Pyramid Roofing Company a call, have them come out and do a roof inspection for you. Uh, when they'll come out, they'll check for damage from storms earlier this year. They can also check your gutters and your vents. And if something does end up uh, kind of popping up and you need either a new roof or maybe even a whole whole new uh, roof repair, they're awesome to work with. Um, they're not going to try to upsell you either. If you do end up having just that roof repair that needs to be addressed, they're going to let you know. But they will be honest with you too. So 
if you do want to have that peace of mind, especially as we do move into winter, because one of these days we are going to have that cooler weather, uh, Josh and the team over at the Pyramid Roofing Company is the team that I recommend. Now, you can give Josh a call today and you can find all of that contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. On the latest story of a man who failed to succeed competing against men in cycling, then decided to compete against women and took first place, someone asked what the, the this was uh, this past, well, December 8th, uh, USA Cyclocross National Championship, Louisville, Kentucky, and Kyle Smith, uh, in order to compete, changed his name to Kylie and went from 44th in men's competition to gold medal against women. Uh, but... Of course, we're supposed to believe there's no evidence whatsoever that men have an advantage in such things. Uh, someone asked what the the first place woman who was relegated to the second place, what, what her time was. And I couldn't find any story that, that listed uh, her time. But, you know, Riley Gaines was really, well, I think Riley Gaines referred to her as a seal clapping on demand because this... The winner was talking about how, um, you know, it just that they are the victim or that. No, that that was. Uh, yeah, that 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 the the transgenders, the the men who want to compete as women, that they are the actual victims in, in scenarios like this in life and so forth. And that men who are competing against women, identifying as women, actually help them become better athletes help them raise the bar and i again i go back to the 50s and i was reading in the last segment it was an article telling women how to be good women and how to be good to their men and a lot of the instruction is the same instruction that is given to women today when it comes to competing against men and how some of these women uh, if you have that period of time where in our culture some women did not feel that it was their job to be completely subservient and wanted to have their uh, voices heard and express opinions. And if they were ever, um, you know, have conversations with women who did not agree with that, and, and, and you, you see these conversations play out in, in film and literature, uh, and and the, the subservient woman would say, no, I you know, when asked, don't you have like a, a mind of your own don't you, you know, want to have your voice heard and the response would oftentimes be no he tells me what to do to make me a better person and and that's what we're hearing from some of these female athletes that are taking the line from the democrats and the left-wing activists that that by men competing against them and telling them that they have no choice in the matter that that allows them to become better so the men are helping craft them into better individuals this is this has you written all over it sarah i mean you clearly are <laughs> i can only imagine i do but this is the crazy thing the the women who today are this way are the ones who who tell and i think they tell themselves i'm a strong independent woman it's just amazing to me I just I think about people that I know, women that I know, that are strong, independent women, and the laughable nature of this idea that somebody like you or other women would allow men to tell them what to do like this. I wish that you were involved in some sport 
and you had uh, just so I could watch that play out. Watch you be told, oh, no, no, you as a woman, your job here is to make sure that this man is comfortable and not triggered. Who, you know, I'd be making national news. I'm <laughs> mouthy. I, I don't know that I, that there is a woman in my life that now, of course, you know, you, I, I'm not talking about people that you casually know, but, but I think about the women that I have the most interaction with, I can't even fathom them. And they're strong, independent women. Having this mindset of what what the left has, and it's just, it's crazy to me. Yeah, it's, I don't understand it. I don't know what's gonna change it. Clearly, the proof that it is unfair to women, and while life isn't fair with sports there are rules that are set up and there are categories that are set up in order to try to make it as fair as possible and i, I it doesn't matter how many of these women lose out these scholarships in these positions you still have some of these folks on the left saying well there's no evidence whatsoever there's no evidence what what are you talking about? Well, then they say, well, there haven't been any studies. Would well, you know why there haven't been any studies? Because it's obvious. <laughs> That's why. You don't need to do studies on something that everyone knows the answer to. Are there any studies that throwing a pot of boiling water into one's face is painful? Probably not. Do you know why that's the case? Nobody really needs to do a study on that because everyone just knows it. But apparently, even when you have women boxers or that, that get hospitalized or these high school girls, it seems like it happens in volleyball a lot, where you will have their, you know, parts of their face broken. They get hospitalized because uh, high school boys are allowed to compete as girls against them and they spike the ball in their face. It does not matter how many women get hospitalized. It doesn't matter how many women lose scholarships. For some of these people on the left, they just don't care. That does not make a bit of difference to them. It doesn't matter when you have, a, you know, eight, nine, ten-year-old girls that are are traumatized and confused by a 50-year-old man waving his genitals in their face because he's a, quote, woman and allowed to do so, it, it, none of that makes any difference to them whatsoever. A woman's place is to make the man feel comfortable. And it's not as if we don't know the realities that we don't know. the. I, I, it's just so obvious. It is a difficult thing at times to even discuss or debate because they don't have there's no argument that is based in any sort of fact, science, or logic that is from their side, which is, of course, why they just say, well, you're transphobic and you're the reason trans people kill themselves. You know, I guess that's why they default to that. It's going to have to be generational. It's going to have to be some of these girls and these women that have grown up being forced to be victims of this sort of thing. And as they do get older and and they see the ridiculous nature of it and they begin to get in charge that i think this stuff is eventually going to go away going to take a quick break stephanie hold on real quick like i will get to you in just 90 seconds i'm nick reed 
American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. Let's go to, I misread the, um, the, uh, uh, the message earlier. Stephanos is uh, with us. Welcome to the show. Hey, Nick. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for having me on. Nick? Yes, go ahead. You're on air. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of this problem is uh, just people are delegating everything, including lately how they think. I mean, uh, you look at the people paying for all this stuff. <laughs> uh, have you read Quigley? What's that? Hello? Yeah. Okay, well, to, to the point there, um, he's talking about just the lack of critical thinking, the relegating thinking, and that is a huge component of it. Um, people don't ask questions because they don't know how to ask questions. This is why they can be told the most absurd things. I mean, look at it on a national level. They're told the economy is good. And there are, there are some people who just b- believe that. The border is secure. There are people who believe that. Why? Because they're just told. In Florida, the don't, gay say, don't say gay bill. You know how many people believe that there's a bill that had, I mean, that legislation that they're referencing had nothing to do with homosexuality at all. But they know why we could just call it the don't say gay bill and people won't they, they won't question it. It's unfortunate because this is what has been taught in this is what's being taught in schools. Instead of teaching people how to think. They're teaching them not to think. Because if you do think and you think the wrong thing. Well, then maybe you're privileged. You're part of the problem. You're a racist. You're this, you're that. And so they try to create conditions in which people are not only fearful to think, but they think it's wrong to have ideas and thoughts and to question things. Look at the way they dealt with COVID. If you question somebody that was an expert, remember Fauci? I am science. If you question me, you're questioning science. So when you are successful at taking people and and teaching them to be obedient to the experts to the elites then that is how you will get a, a society in which people can accept this fantasy of men have no advantages over women in sports and women should simply try their job is to make the men feel comfortable if they want to compete as transgenders to take us back to the 50s where where it's a woman's job to make the man feel comfortable the it's it's the redefining of of everything speaking of redefining harvard is attempting to redefine plagiarism to protect President Claudia Gay. Now, they're not going to get rid of her. There's so many things about this story. She, of course, was one of the university presidents that refused to acknowledge or express or whatever that that calling for the elimination of all Jews was in violation of the standards at Harvard. Well, then it also came out that she's just plagiarized, uh, given Joe Biden a run for his money on plagiarism. They're still not going to get rid of her. 
Scholar and political scientist Carol Swain, one of the people that's been plagiarized, that, that she was the victim of the Harvard president's plagiarism, has called for Claudine Gay to step down after the school's highest governing body stood by her despite admitting a probe found instances of inadequate citation. So this is the new, well, they can't say plagiarism. Because they know that most people recognize plagiarism is not good. That, that, this is one of those universally accepted cultural understandings that the left is trying, they have to change it. So what do you do? You redefine the term. Instead of plagiarism, you call it inadequate citation. Okay? Plagiarism. Simply using terms that are synonymous with it doesn't mean it's okay, and it doesn't mean that it isn't plagiarism. Meanwhile, and this is a, a great observation by the Daily Caller, to decide maybe we should look at how many students have been kicked out of Harvard for plagiarism. It turns out quite a bit. The Honor Council which apparently the, the, this is the grouping of, of folks who monitor and, and judge these things, heard 138 cases of academic, uh, academic integrity cases during the 2020-2021 school year. 99 of those resulted in academic dishonesty violation in which 27 students were forced to withdraw from the school according to the Crimson. There were 47 reported violations regarding plagiarism during the academic year. So here you have a university... We're told it's elite, one of the best. This is Harvard. And students have been ejected for doing what the president of the university has done. I mean, aside from just the ethics and everything else wrong with this, why at this point would, what, what is the point of Harvard? If it weren't for the label, what benefit is drawn from going to Harvard? They clearly have no or, uh, academic standards. How is it that you can tell students not to plagiarize when the president of the university does it? How is it that you can kick students off of campus to tell them you're no longer accepted here when they're simply doing what it is that the university president has done? You want to talk about paying for a label? I'm going to take a quick break more ahead. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Hey, everyone. It's Sarah Myers. Thank you. You're welcome. Nope. Yep. If you're looking for your uh, New Year's resolutions, maybe you're already starting to plan those out. One of them may be purchasing a new vehicle, but you might have a couple of different options that you're thinking about or you're wanting to do kind of a longer test drive than what you are offered at the dealer. I recommend that you reach out to Avis, the car rental company, and check out their long-term rental program. Avis created that long-term rental program to kind of bridge the gap between buying a vehicle and leasing a vehicle and it is a great option uh, if you are looking to purchase and you want to test drive multiple vehicles because that is one of the highlights of the long-term rental program is if you get into a vehicle and you realize you know I need a little bit more space or I want something with a little bit more bells and whistles you can swap out vehicles every couple of months if you wish to do so now uh, they did just get in some of their 2024 uh, inventory so if you want to check that out swing by the avis store off of fort and sunshine here in springfield you can speak
speak to Lauren if you have any questions about that long-term rental program uh, and to check out that inventory. And of course, you can find all of the contact information for Avis under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. A number of you had texted in questions along the lines of, I don't understand why all these women, they just don't band together and, and you know put a stop to this. Well, a couple of reasons. Again, some of them have been indoctrinated as to how they are supposed to act as women, subservient to men. A lot of them are afraid. The Democrats have created such a hostile environment for women that they we've gotten to the point, instead of, I am woman, hear me roar, it is, I guess I should just keep my mouth shut to stay safe. And that's the unfortunate reality. And that's, you know, we just got to fight back for women on this one. News in 60 seconds. <laughs>